What's up, everybody? I'm Sarah. I'm Sam. And I'm Bobby. And this is Speaking of Missing Persons. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Speaking of Missing Persons, and welcome to the new listeners. Before we get started on today's episode, um, I went empty up here. <laughs> <laughs> we have another show called Unsolved Mayhem. Be sure to check that out. Yep. And uh, we also got a Patreon where we're putting out bonus stuff every other week, and uh we're you also down a podcaster. Yeah. So it's the true. three of us. This is the new crew. We hope you enjoy. She might make guest appearances sometimes. And by she, we mean Shauna. <laughs> so that uh, said, Sarah is obviously going to be telling our story today because me and Sam aren't storytellers yet. We'll see. And Are uh, you going to give it a go? Well, I tried it once. I mean, <laughs> I meant Samantha. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. So, who are we talking about today, Sarah? One okay. person? Multiple persons? Okay. So, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about a girl named Cassie Compton. Does anybody remember that? Yeah. And yes. I said there was another person that went missing around the same time as her. In the same place. Okay. So that's who we're going to talk about today. Her um, name is Miranda Michelle Owens, but she goes by the name Michelle. And we're going back to Stuttgart, Arkansas, if that's how you say it. So okay. I said it last time. All right, Don't sure. know if that's wrong. It just, it sounds dirty, like stink gut or something, you know? Yeah, it does. Stuck fart. Stuck Fart, Arkansas. It's Stuttgart. Yeah. Stuck Fart, Arkansas. So just like Cassie, Michelle often rode her bike or walked through town. This is why a lot of people believed that Michelle and Cassie could have known each other. It's because they both walked or rode bikes everywhere they went. Okay. But wasn't there like a huge age difference in them? Yes. I don't know. Michelle I mean, is I was drive a car, forty, and there's many other people around me who drive yeah, cars. But I don't know them. They're in a very small town. It's not like a giant. Is it one of those towns that like, you could throw a rock across? I it? mean, it's not that small. There's like ten thousand people here. So at least two stoplights. Michelle was forty years old when she went missing. Uh, if I remember correctly, Cassie was fifteen. Yeah, okay. Michelle's sister, Catherine, talked to her on the phone on April 19th, 2015, at 4 o'clock. I guess for whatever reason, they had to get off the phone, and she told Michelle she would call her back. So she tried to call her back around 6 p.m., 
but Michelle never answered the phone. And so the family got together and they were trying to find her, calling her all these things and no one could get a hold of her or find her. Now, Michelle had mental disabilities. She was, they said, very verbal and like talk to anybody, but kind of had a hard time with like retaining information kind of a deal. Okay. So to her family, her disappearance should have been treated as urgent. But of course, the police did not. Well, I mean, why would they? They told the family they had to wait 48 hours to officially report her missing. And I think this is fucked up, but it's against Arkansas code to do that. But they let whatever officers on duty decide. So they were just being lazy. Yeah, pretty much. So, yes, it all depends on the officer on duty. On whether they want to take the report or not. That's so dumb. If it's protocol, it should be across the board. Exactly. But apparently that's how it is in a lot of places. Officer's discretion. Yeah, it's the officer's discretion. Even if it's part of their code that they have to take the report. That's stupid. That's why a lot of people say, like, even if you go report somebody missing and they tell you that shit, just go back and talk to a different officer that will listen to you. Find somebody else. Yeah. They later said it was because, so the police later said it was because two days after her family had tried to report her missing, they claimed they saw her. Like, the police claimed they saw her at the corner of 13th Street and Main Street at a car wash on her bicycle. But this was false. Did not happen. They probably saw her, like, days before. Did they tell the family that? Yes, that they had seen her. That just seems cruel. Yeah. Like, to have the cops say, yeah, we saw her. No, no, we don't have her. But we saw her. Yeah. She was at this, you know, car wash on her bike. She's fine. So all of this miscommunication at the beginning could absolutely be a big reason that Michelle was not put on an active search list. So they didn't even like, they're like, oh, well, we saw her. She's fine. And moved on. No, That just doesn't seem right. Yeah. Police say that in the future, they would handle a case like Michelle's differently and report it as a silver alert like the family had wanted. They wanted it to because she has mental disabilities and she's 40. Their only option is a silver alert. Gotcha. Which I don't know why they don't have their own alert for situations like that right i mean there's only so many colors yeah but how many different colors are being used for alert alert is not a by color it's because of a little girl that was named amber yeah well i know that (laughs) (laughs) they're only using silver that's weird and red what's a red alert 
Wee 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 wee. Anytime, yeah, that. It's okay. a red alert. <laughs> you killed my Bobby. So they did eventually do a silver alert, but not until eight days after she had been missing. Yeah, because that's useful. Yeah. They also did not check her phone records at the time, and she had straight talk wireless, so only the police could get access to her phone. That's how yeah, straight talk pay by works. You go, right? Like pay as you go, or whatever. So you needed a police warrant to get the records, and by the time. They even considered getting her phone records. Straight Talk Wireless was like, we don't have those anymore. Like, too much time has passed. Yeah, I don't see them keeping records like that. They don't. For prepaid phones. No. That's why they're considered burner phones. Several members of the community that, you know, loved Michelle because she talked to them all the time when she was going through town. Um, And her neighbors got together with her family and they formed an organization that they call the Stuttgart Search and Rescue Team. It's more of like, so they can get her info out there and raise money for a reward. They don't actually go out and physically search for her. Okay. They are offering $8,000 reward for Michelle's safe return or for information leading to an arrest or conviction of a person responsible, if somebody is responsible. Catherine said Michelle was such a funny person. She would talk to anybody. She would stop and talk to you if she was out and about. Like They describe her as like always talking. She loved to talk. She was always on her phone. She was not shy. She made friends with everybody. She was well-known and well-liked around town, and she was known to stick to a routine. So it's, we like, sh- I, she wouldn't just vanish. Yeah, I was going to say, it's strange that she just disappeared without a trace. Yeah. Her family believes Michelle's case was not treated the same as Cassie Compton's. They feel it's because... Michelle was a black woman, and Cassie was a white teenage girl, which, with the history of this world, you can't blame them for feeling that way. Nah, I don't blame them. I mean, it's there's like studies on the whole blonde-haired, blue-eyed. Oh yeah, yeah. It immediately gets media attention. Yeah. The family was told that there are more resources out there for missing teenagers than there are for missing adults. And a representative for the police said these two cases were split between the Stuttgart Police Department, the Arkansas County Sheriff's Office, and the state police. So they were given different attention at different times. But both cases were getting the same attention. If that was true... And then times. I would have been able to find a lot right. more information about Michelle's case, but there's not a lot. Yeah, dude, I call bullshit. Yeah, because there's only a seven-month time span in between them. Exactly. Cassie went missing in September. She went missing in April of the next year. Like, Michelle's family is saying Cassie's case was still very much 
in the news and people were still out looking for her when Michelle went missing. Why weren't they both equally getting attention? attention? Yeah. You think that they would push it even further because two people went missing in a tiny town within seven months of each other. Right. My thought process goes more to if you had someone go missing in September and you've been looking and working on it and whatever and you're not turning up any results and then someone goes missing, someone else goes missing, all right, you've already exhausted a lot of your resources on the original one and turned no results. Let's focus heavily on the new one. Right, to see if we get any leads that'll lead us back to the original one. Well, no. All I'm saying... I mean, like, like what if they're connected in some way, like... I'm just saying, when it comes to cases like missing persons and stuff like that, if, you know, you've got two in a single town, one you've been working for six months or more, and by the time the new one happens, focus a lot heavier on the new one because you have a better chance while everything's fresh. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that makes sense. Of finding the person. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying don't look for the first person. I'm just saying the newer one takes priority because it's still fresh. You have your best shot at finding them while everything's fresh. No, but it always seems like they put the new one on the back burner and continue heavy searching for the first one, which never makes any sense. No, No, because everything's already cold at that point on the first one, and then they missed their window of opportunity on the new one. Right. Yeah, it's, to me, it's like they don't even talk about whether they could have ever, like, could be connected. All that's ever said is like, oh, they may have known each other. And plus, with Cassie's case, they were leaning heavily towards it was her stepfather to be. Right. So if you have this idea, like I get it, keep pursuing it with certain officers, but the rest of your force should be going to finding Michelle. Yeah, because he's right. not going to have anything to do with that one. Let's let's do the Unless, math Unless, like my thought, like just telling you my yeah. thought process when I read these two cases and I could be totally off and this is just like some weird thought I had. What if he did hurt Cassie and since Michelle rides her bike around all the time, he rode his bike around all the time, what if she saw something? Yeah. Mm, yeah, maybe. You never know. I don't know. But even the media did like pushed Michelle's family to the side and their reasoning was because Cassie was more tips were coming in about her than they were about Michelle. So there was more things to cover on the news about Cassie than there was Michelle. So they were the family was getting it you know, from police and from the media. They were pretty much like telling them we don't care. So dumb. It's not newsworthy. Right. Even police have admitted that they hit a dead end with Michelle's case, like from the very beginning. They had no idea. They have nothing. They say it's still open and active. So that means it's a classified thing. They aren't releasing any evidence that they actually do have. So even her family doesn't know what they've truly done and haven't done. Her family believes the phone would tell them a lot. 
because she spent so much time on it. But from everything they know, the police never asked for the records for her phone. Because, I mean, even Straight Talk Wireless was like, "Mm, no. Hmm. And at this point, we don't have them, even if they wanted them. At the time she disappeared, Michelle was 5'6", 120 pounds, black hair, brown eyes. She normally wore her hair in braids, and she wore, like, thick brown frame glasses, and she had a large overbite. She, this is, like, so sad. She was a mother and a grandmother. She had a grandchild, and... Everyone in her family desperately wants information. So if you have any, please contact, as Bobby called them, the Stut Fart Police Department. (sighs) Yeah, so just a bag of farts and how they're working these cases. At 870-673-2967. All right. So, yeah, if you have any information that can help Make sure you call that number. Give them all the information you got. Don't forget to uh, check out our other show, Unsolved Mayhem. If you have a case that you want to hear on the show, send that to our email, speakingofmissingpersons at gmail.com. Don't miss out on the bonus episodes on the Patreon and uh, get your shout-out on the show. So go get subscribed there for that. And any final thoughts? No. Cool. We will see you all back next week. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Bye.